Hi, I'm Chris Reid, Managing Director and CEO of Australian Listed Materials Producer, Neo Metals. Hi, Chris. How are you? So I know you're on the road and um, we're hoping to see you in London, but you've had to dash off. So where are you? Uh, in Budapest at the moment for the Benchmark Gigafactories. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit of a uh, industry sort of love-in with the cathode producers and cell producers and car makers and probably a couple of competitors. Um and a fair few investors too, so no, it's a it's a very good conference. Good, okay. Well, I guess uh, EV and battery continues to be the uh, darling of the markets at the moment because a lot of conferences are struggling to actually get companies and investors to turn up. So, um, all good news. Um, look, today, if you don't mind, um, Chris, I'm going to kind of focus on uh, the Vinatium Recovery um, Project in Puri, Finland. Um, you're you put out some press releases recently about conversations around the around the debt. Maybe give us an update on that one, and, and then I'll kind of get into the conversation I want to have. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I was in uh, Helsinki on Tuesday. So meeting with our various advisors on the debt and the equity and the uh, the, the debt is obviously very, very advanced. We look to have uh, the EIB subject to their final due diligence in going through the uh, sort of administrative process cornerstone in the debt. You know, we're hopefully having sort of 100 to 120 million uh, euros in a cornerstone piece from the EIB. Uh, we're hoping the Nordic Investment Bank will follow and then supplemented by a couple of commercial banks. So, you know, of the, the 400 million total required for that project, 250 million euros envisaged to come from debt. And that'll, that'll mean that there'll be about 150 million euros uh, maximum to be raised by new equity uh, into RiceAB. So, you know, we're not we're not raising equity in near metals to put into RiceAB. We're actually prepared to to wear some dilution at this point in time uh, in the project as opposed to the head company. Right. Okay. And that's a that's a really important distinction that you're making there because if I look at your share price, I think people are looking at what's going over on over at Finland and thinking there's a bunch of dilution coming in at Headco, you know, at, the, at Pubco. Um, so that's definitely not the case. Uh, that's correct. Okay. S- simple as that, really. <laughs> well, it's worth clearing up because I think some people won't necessarily be paying attention to this and it might be one of those typical yeah, look, I think, moments, you know. Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, we have this uh, deadline for March 31st for the guys at Critical to put their $3 million into RISAB to maintain their 50-50 equity, that's pre-money raise. Uh, and so if that doesn't happen, then then we would move to 75-25. That'll clear the way for the equity advisors, uh, which is um, Scandinavia's largest bank. Uh, they're doing the equity advising. They will then uh, start their equity raising process. Right, okay. So... And for you, is there any distinction between fifty-fifty and seventy-five twenty-five? Does that would would that signal? Why would they not put money in? I I, I think it's just a matter of them raising the money. That's all. Okay, they're, they're out raising money at the moment to to put into it. Right. Would you be prepared to extend that deadline for March thirty-first? No, because we've got a thirty June FID. Okay. Okay. Fine. Un- understood. Um. So with regards to, to again, just stick with that project for 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 now, because once you once you've um once that deadline is passed and whatever it is, 50, 50, 75, 25, the conversations around the equity raise will take some time um to happen. They will take time to negotiate and the and and the terms and the, and the cost of that money. And I appreciate it's not into headco. 
the debt, you're saying you feel that it's pretty much there or are you very comfortable with the terms around that? Yeah, look, we're very high, you know, we're highly confident. We've put on a CEO uh, into RISAB, uh, Ms. Joanna Laminen, and look, she's run one of the biggest banks in Scandinavia. She has been the CEO of the National gas producer you know she she is a, a very very well recognized highly regarded businesswoman in F- finland so she's the ceo uh of rice and really handling the commercial side um we've got our we've got one of our um our chief development officer is going to actually uh, operate as their chief operating officer for that project so we do all the engineering approvals all of that sort of stuff supported by a, a in-country team in Finland. We've currently got three uh, people in Finland. Okay, and uh, so that, that, that's fine. And then really around this kind of cost of money, again, it, g- given the environment at the moment, we've, we've seen rising costs, energy costs across Europe. We've seen you know, the, the, the French are out rising on, on, on the streets at the moment, and in the UK, we're doing some very, very polite protests. Um, cost environment right now, are you timing this right, or are you kind of impervious to those sorts of, drains in the market and you feel that you need to work to the current timeline? Well, I was impervious to it. Um, you know, the direct uh, cost to develop the project at $300 million, we've just elected to have a $100 million buffer in there to get you through the construction period, any overruns that uh, you might experience. In that time, we felt that was just a, a, a very prudent margin uh, for RISAB to operate as a separately uh, as a separate entity, in terms of in terms of the costs, um, I mean, look, everyone's seen the 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 spreads in the bank the banking world for debt, right? And and they are increasing. And so, you know, we've been working with the EIB for more than twelve months, having them cornerstone this project because it is of a strategic nature. You are making a battery material that's on the critical metals list in Europe from waste while sequestering carbon in the Nordics. Right? This is what, you know, the European Union Investment Bank is is for these sorts of projects as recognized by the Nordics, as recognized by a lot of the pension funds and indeed the various Finnish sovereign investment funds. Uh, so, you know, look, we are, we are very comfortable, uh, notwithstanding it's an exceptional amount of money uh, in this market. Um, you know, the, the, the tenor of the interest rates is really set um, by the EIB, it's very, very competitive. It's always a small margin over Eurobor. I think one of the beauties and that attracts, uh, that increases the probability of getting the commercial banks is that the, the, the financings will be guaranteed by Finvera, which is the Finnic, Finnish um, export credit. So it's a, it's a very sort of stable sort of panel of banks. That, that we'd be borrowing off and it's the equity markets that are choppier than the uh than the debt markets you know from our point of view but you know i've got to say i'm really really pleased that uh, up in the nordics it's it's a bit of a club you don't see any of the real big international uh investment banks there they they like to do it themselves they all know each other and they all like to invest and uh and loan as clubs right okay yeah uh, absolutely, and, and, and I know that from previous previous uh, time as a banker. Um, so I believe that to be true. Um, the other thing is, um, I, I guess, again, remind people about the time frame from where we are 
now. Assuming we get this this finance um, in order, in no short order, yeah. where revenue is the next important kind of you know big milestone for people to come value you? When's that yeah, happen? look for. I mean, for that project, uh, it's not until uh, the start of twenty twenty six. Right, but um, in terms for 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 near metals as the head company, you know, we're making revenues from tipping fees and and black mass sales from our spoke in Hilchenbach. Um, you know, we'll be getting fees for plant supply that we'll be supplying to Mercedes Benz. We're just waiting to get uh, them to uh, to put ink to paper. That's largely dependent on when the the refiling of uh, well the approval of their refiled government grant uh, comes through for, for that project. Um, and then, you know, the next the next cab off the rank is uh, offering a, a plant supply package to Stelco. Um, equally, we'll be looking to make an investment decision to participate in that joint venture. But, you know, we move, uh, you know, we've essentially, we'll have a number of revenue streams at the moment. It's a small revenues from our principal operations supplemented by equipment sales on which we make a margin. Uh, on top of that, we'll have either equity or royalty incomes uh, as they go into production. Right. So, so the, key, the key message I'm getting from this, and I think it's important one to talk about because it, it, it's clear that, well, it seems clear that the, the market perhaps is, is, is not aware. This is non-dilutive for Hedco. But with the and, and because you employ this kind of cookie cutter approach in terms of you know finding um, industrial partners with big balance sheets with each of the projects, whether it be the lithium ion recycling or the vanadium recovery or the lithium chemicals, it's non-dilutory to Hedco once you get to a certain point. So for for vanadium recovery right now, you'll be raising this money separately on, on both the debt and the equity uh, front yeah simple answer. correct into the special purpose for okay you. and you will be doing the same again with the uh, with um the primobius with the uh, in the sms group when you reach that stage that's correct look you know as as we make decision to participate in the joint venture then we will need to 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 put money into that right D- d- yeah. different set of opportunities and, and challenges at that at that point that's that's a kind well, of it's a, it's, growth story, it's, much right? le- it's much less capital when you're looking at the spokes and you're doing them in 50 50 with counterparties and then you know of that remaining the sms guys got to pay 50 percent so right okay okay yeah. look i just want to cl- just want a clarity on that one because i kind of saw the reaction in the marketplace i was wondering if there's something that you were doing or something that was going on and i think I think there's a recognition from some of the things questions sent in to us that that perhaps might be that slight misunderstanding. Can I just ask you about um, Bondality as well? Obviously, kind of, kind of lithium chemical comp- uh, story also going on in, in uh, Portugal. What, what, what's happening over there? Yeah, look, that's going along very, very well. Uh, the engineering cost studies on the plant, um, we should have those out uh, in the coming weeks. Right, so we'll okay. have updated OPEX CAPEX on you know a converting plant that can take lithium chloride brine from South America and turn it into lithium hydroxide in Portugal. Um, so that'll give everyone, you know, I mean, previously, you know, in our presentations, we've advertised it'll operate at less than half the current operating costs or converting costs uh, and about half the cost of uh, in terms of capital intensity. So, you know, having up-to-date numbers, uh, very important in terms for us for attracting more partnerships, but we're very, very focused on Boundelty. In fact, their, uh, their management will be in tonight in town tonight. Well, it brings us full circle to the beginning of the conversation with the ghosty 
um, the conference that you're at. Obviously, I think you referenced um, you know battery, battery manufacturers, automotive manufacturers, and investors, and obviously companies. Um, you know, telling their story, um, and it's busy. And it's busy, yeah. which, which, which is a real refreshing change from the stories I'm hearing about conferences, you know, to do with, you know, pr- precious metals uh, and, and others around the world that might perhaps is less of an interest. The, are, you, are you kind of getting a sense that general investors, I'm talking about general funds, are looking into this space um, in a way that they perhaps weren't, you know, a couple of years ago when you kind of, you know, were at the early stages of this uh, journey you're on. Yeah, look, absolutely there are. There are more um, ESG funds. Uh, all of the big fund managers do have uh, special pools of capital. Looking into businesses like this, I think, you know, everyone from us is just really looking at that Mercedes-Benz <laughs> catalyst as the start of, you know, our, our journey in terms of, you know, being a leading supplier of recycling solutions to the car makers and OEMs, because even as it stands today, we are the only recycler there that will build parties for, uh, build build plants for third parties mm-hmm. uh, uh, for a royalty and to deliver them the total cost of recycling because all the profits remain theirs. So, um, you know, we have competitors in, in as principal where we compete um, and in joint ventures we will, but, you know, our preferred joint venture partners are car makers and cell makers. So we don't really want to fight over the scraps. We want to, you know, we're firmly focused on the big picture. What we want to do is get in as many 500 tonne a day plants embedded when those big, large end of life volumes come back next decade and what we have to do in the interim is to deploy as many 50 ton plants uh as we can you know cookie cutter approach prioritize the the clients from oem cell makers down to the aggregators then then execute and um you know that's uh, that's why we partnered with sms they are the delivery arm uh, to deliver our plants to 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 partners, right? And I, I know you're kind of significantly advanced with you know Mercedes Benz and and, and the alike. But do you, do you feeling that industry is feeling under pressure from governments in in terms of just the kind of one kind of regulatory environment about how this thing is is measured and and how they are gauged, as it were, and the need to kind of deliver into some of these really quite aggressive uh, was, was, was the word I'm linked with, they, they, they with the regulations targets, very aggressive yeah. targets that have been set by European governments now do you think that pressure is kind of speeding up this conversation and narrative and it's a little bit less looking and a little bit more conversational yeah uh, ab- absolutely there, there's certainly a lot of action uh, around that I think you know the the EU battery regs should make it into the parliament uh reasonably soon hopefully we can have a a speedy resolution before summer if not sort of later in the year but you know the timelines and when they are enforced uh, are are unanimous right so whether it gets approved this year or next year 2026 is the starting date that you need to hit Um, those you know the regulatory requirements for nickel recoveries and cobalt copper recoveries of 90 percent you know those they're they're significant hurdles you know we hope to be there in the next three to six months um but you know that's that's on us so if we want to be recycle if you want to be a recycler or you want to supply recycling solutions you've got to be able to hit those wrecks and then for the cell makers um they've got to have minimum recycled content right and they're they're not insignificant numbers you know, they can range anywhere from 16 to 26% of recycled content. And in that new 
uh, Critical Raw Materials Act, you know, they've set a target in Europe of getting 15% of all their critical metals uh, from recycling. We'll be able able to help them with Finland as it goes to vanadium, but the rest of them, it's a long bow. Well, it's, it's kind of it's the very very aggressive targets, um, you know, and and coming up sooner than you think. Um, it, it it feels like so, um, you know. Whilst I think we're sort of looking in from outside, it feels like the whilst the equities are are taking a a pause, and whilst people are feeling a little bit risk off in terms of their their investments in, into companies, industry is having to actually step up their efforts. Yeah, um, this, and this is market. It's it's market agnostic, right? This is yeah. a mega trend. Yeah. These these guys are retooling. There's more cars. There's more, you know. They they it takes you about five years to build a battery cell plant. So you can't put in economic cycles um, and investment cycles through that. Um, I mean, we're in Budapest because, you know, they they may actually get to Europe's largest capacity first. I think the Europe the Germans will probably take over only because they've got the most amount of EV cars. Hungary's a little bit cheaper place to operate, uh, and they're going to have an incredible um, battery uh, making business here. Uh, I think the Germans have the combination of a beautiful battery making business and 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 the world's best EVs. Well, there we go. No disrespect, that- Elon. No. <laughs> Exciting and competitive environment uh, for for EVs and uh, great seas of taking your your place in amongst um, some pretty big names there. I'm um, Chris. I'm going to let you crack on. Um, do come back on. Let us know if there's anything exciting comes out of the conference, and we'll see you soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great day.